0: All righty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Conner Podcast for the 17th day of July 2023. Happy Monday to you. Yes, it's a different Monday. Monday and Tuesday are going to be repeats. Why? Because... I am, I'll just tell you, what the hell, Monday after, late afternoon, I've got a scheduled colonoscopy, it's that time, and I'm gonna be like doped up and not eating right now, and it's just not gonna be fun, (laughs) and so, like, screw it, I'm going to relax, that means it's actually better for you, there isn't a whole lot going on in the world, but I thought we'd hear from David Limbaugh, an old interview with David Limbaugh today and an old interview with Bo Snerdly tomorrow. Why not? Huh? Why the hell not? Because I can and because I haven't had, I don't know, it's been a while since I've had a day off. And uh, I'm hungry and I can't, all I can do is drink and that sucks. And then it's like not scheduled until the afternoon. So I just start all the protocols Early in the morning because they're all like designed for procedures being at 9 a.m. And uh, mine's at, at in the afternoon. So, yeah, there you go. So I got other stuff. I'm going to sit around and growl. And then I got to drink like a gallon of Mirlax or something. Thank God I'm not doing the evil stuff, but I'm doing a gallon of, of Mirlax and God knows what else. So there you go. More information than you needed to know, but uh, it has to be done. And so, they're telling you, get them earlier and earlier and earlier all the time. So, get them done. If you need it, even if you don't, do it for fun. Do it for uh, solidarity with me. So, without any further ado, here is me. I don't even know when this is from. <laughs> a couple years, two years ago, a year and a half ago, when the book about his brother came out. Uh, the radio's greatest of all time. It's me and the great David Limbaugh. Hola and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, last hour of the week. Oh, glorious, glorious weekend is upon us. Holy Frank-tanana, couldn't we all use it now? Yes, we could. We could have really used the wisdom of my next guest. Well, not really the next guest. He didn't bring a lot of wisdom. But his brother sure did, and he brought us comfort and joy for 32 years from noon to 3 Eastern time. I'm talking, of course, about David Limbaugh on the phone. David, how are you?
1: I'm a little confused. My agent told me I'd be talking to Derek Jeter. Is this <laughs> yeah. Derek Hunter? I, I don't even know who you are.
0: I know, I know. It's it's. I'm about to release all of the evidence. I promised you I wouldn't release if you showed up <laughs> on this phone interview. So watch <laughs> oh, yourself, oh, old man. man.
1: Oh, okay, well. Just
0: call how me, are man. you, David?
1: Great. I mean, Hunter Biden, that is. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I'll quit. I'll quit messing around we'll get to some serious
0: business here well yeah please i'm i'm holding a copy of the book that my wife purchased you didn't send to me radio's greatest of all time rush limbaugh with katherine adams limbaugh and david limbaugh and boy howdy i it's the first election cycle without rush's voice and input and we we sorely sorely missed him this book this book is a, a sort of a time capsule not only of the past, but for going forward, so that while Rush is no longer here, what he brought to us, what he gave to us, still is. Tell us a little bit about the book.
1: First, a, a disclosure, I didn't, I can't take much credit for this. In the first place, I said, Rush's words, predominantly in the book, um, that that were collated and assimilated by Catherine and her team. And so, I, I, I am supportive of this project, and my name's on the book, uh, Catherine did 99% of the work, Catherine and her team. So, and I really, and I can even brag about it, because I didn't have much to do with it, uh, <laughs> and say that it, it is phenomenal. I, I was blown away when I saw the final That's project. probably why it's so good. That,
0: but, yeah, go ahead. That's probably why it's so good, is that you <laughs> did not have exactly. any uh, yeah. m- minimal input. But it's been a huge bestseller, and people have been You know, it's it's a great reference guide, because what Rush did was of the time, David. And and his words, his show every day was about the news of the day. But concepts are timeless. And that's what I think makes this book effective.
1: Yeah, which is, you know, why Reagan's words are still uh, relevant. My dad, the stuff that he taught us. And and these are, at least conservatives believe, that wisdom and principles and traditions and values are timeless. I think that we've hit on a major difference between the left and the right. But Rush, is, Rush had a unique way of, of, of articulating the things we believe in. And I think he also had a gift at insight. The guy, he used to joke that he could see the stitches on the fastball as they were coming in as to political matters. And it really is true. He had an uncanny ability to pick apart uh, what the left was doing and to analyze any event on a given day. And he he didn't ever go in with copious notes or anything. He just he kind of called them as he was thing as, as he was uh, uh, broadcasting. He kind of did it on the fly. You know, as you can see, I don't have that gift because the more I no. talk, the less coherent I'm going to be.
0: No, obviously, and that's why I think everybody listening is grateful that you had such little impact input in this book. And uh, in your last book with your daughter, you probably had less than than you let on there, too. But as you're going through this, even as you're going through this, when it's done, David Limbaugh, I imagine there were moments where, you know, you love your brother. I don't like to put it when somebody passes on in the past tense because that doesn't die with them. You love your brother. You miss him every day. We all miss him. But, you know, you miss him in a different way because you knew him and you and your whole life. Were there parts of this book where you you had to put it down?
1: Yeah, I mean, I and truthfully uh, it does. I'm not good at that handling grief. I don't guess my my way is kind of denial. I just say mm-hmm. what and and uh, when I, for example, I I, I have not taken Russia's app off my phone or my Apple TV, and it's not a superstition. I just don't want to do it, but I also don't. <laughs> When I hear his voice I really don't like it. I mean I don't like to go back like when I was doing interviews for our book which you only parenthetically mentioned by the way. Uh Chris <laughs> in my book and I don't want to plug that. So don't get me wrong. I'm here to do this book, but I I hear Rush's voice. Well, I think I did fucking Buck uh Buck show and I did not when when they played it the, I almost choked up. I just don't like the
0: I don't handle it well i i uh along those lines, they were running commercials for this book on Fox, and I'd hear the music and I'd hear his voice and it it always i don't know it made me feel weird it, it, yeah. it, weird is the not it 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 stopped me the first time I heard it, and then, uh, the immediate thought was was it all just a dream well, I hope it was a dream, and it wasn't a dream and I know where you're coming from my mother there I have a couple of voicemails on my phone from my mother who passed away a few years ago. I don't listen to them, but I don't delete them. I still have Andrew Breitbart's and Christopher Hitchens contacts in my phone. Yeah. and it, it, There's something that makes it more final or whatever, and there's that, that power of denial. But this book, it, it just I want to get back to what I asked, because you, you mentioned you kind of dodged it a little bit. Were there points in this book where you're like, hey, uh, you, you were moved, you, you stopped, you put it down, yes, you said.
1: Yes, and I can't, I can't cite specific ones. I was also, because uh, when I looked and I thought, okay, he, he does these, he did this stuff, as I said, ad lib a lot of times. And so you wouldn't think when, you're, when you read it in written form that it's going to be as profound as it is. And mm-hmm. yeah, they clean up stuff for editing purposes, but he was a guy that could talk like most of us write. Where where you have, I mean, better than we can write. Where it's almost like he edited himself as he was going along, and my dad had that gift too. I unfortunately didn't get it, but uh, you know, I'm not bitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're bitter about uh, other things. You're bitter that. about I other wanna, things.
1: I, I do want to say, yeah, I'm bitter about other things, like uh, the way you treat me. But mm. I, for example, I'm I, not. For example, I, I want to make a point that I just thought about this as you were as you were talking. Most people don't have a verbal record when when somebody dies i don't even I, I would love to be able to hear my dad now enough time he passed in 1990 I would love to have we didn't have really good videos yet. i mean we did but i, I didn't we lost a lot of that stuff my parents' house burned after mm-hmm. uh, before he died before they died and it i rush has think about all the you can listen to him for a billion hours. I don't know if you have your dad on a recording. I don't I know not my mom or dad. I would love to be able to hear that. But it's weird. Rush is captured there, and it's so unusual.
0: My sister All has – there, there, there are these books for uh, you know, various things where you can record. The, they're like Twas the Night Before Christmas is the one my sister has, where you can record people reading it. They're for kids, but you can record adults reading them. And my sister, thank God – Went through. My dad is still with us. He's coming out for Thanksgiving. But my sister went through and had my parents alternating lines through "Twas the Night Before Christmas." So we have Ooh, that. That's great. That um, great. It's one of those things where you just—I I don't want to listen to it. It's still—you you get a little teary-eyed even thinking about it. But you know, you—it you, it is. No, thankfully, people will live on now forever in video form, and, and he almost can't escape it, and audio form. Uh, David Limbaugh, I'm looking at – there's a lot of pictures in this book yeah. of Rush. And to lighten it up a little bit and to say something that I would wished I'd gotten the chance to say to Rush himself, the ties that he designed were hideous. Did, did you have <laughs> – did you ever wear they? They you know on canvas they'd be great on a on a a bathing suit they'd be fine, but in general for a tie, they're bright, loud. Did you wear these things
1: proudly? But you have to think you have to remember it's part of his persona. It's like it's just like in your face because the libs he he's so annoyed by the libs by his very existence, and that was just I think it was just kind of a statement where he's wearing these. Colorful, outlandish ties. He got us all—all all the extended family these golf shorts uh, the, that were made by this Out Loud or whatever. They were just ridiculously ostentatious, bright <laughs> colors on the golf course, and see people coming. What are these psycho narcissists doing? But no, that—that that, I did like them, but, but then again, I'm a boomer. I'm a boomer, and I don't know anything because I'm a boomer.
0: Well, that's true. That is, and you're—you you're, know—you're not that bright to begin with. Anyway, exactly. I mean, you mentioned what, what? golf. Rush loved yes. golf. Do you golf? Yeah.
1: I tried. I was a failure at that piece. So I failed at broadcasting and golf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you fail at the uh, law, you, you, you the fail connection? at writing? Do you,
1: you not see the connection there? No, Do I you have a the stream con- of consciousness capability here? Wait, it's almost you, like
0: you're, you and Rush were twins that shared an egg, and he got all the talent, but it was he drained the womb a couple of years before you were born, and you just came along and got the leftovers.
1: Which should explain why I lash out at you at times, because I'm bitter not just at Rush and my parents, but at you. Because because you're part of the
0: human race. And I'm really good-looking and smart, too. Look, I don't want to – don't make it about me, but, you know, there are universal truths that do come through in audio form. So when you're putting this together, you've got not only your nominal involvement, which is thankfully watered down by uh, Russia's wife, but you have Benjamin Netanyahu. There's all sorts of other people who have contributed to this book. Were you shocked – I know you know he's your brother, so you're and you live in the world. You're acutely aware of how popular and famous and influential Rush is, but a lot of times when people pass, the 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 powerful, the the people that matter, they kind of pat you on the head and then they move on. But I, yeah. the people lined up, people lined yeah. up, people with stuff I, to do, lined up to contribute to this book.
1: I thought it was especially moving and interesting because. Uh, you'd have to see my Twitter feed to understand how much the left hates Rush, Mm -hmm. and so as many cowards as there are on our side uh, who won't stand up to wokeness and who refuse to recognize just how uh, evil the left's agenda is, and thus they won't fight it with as much vigor as we need to, they don't, uh, there are a lot of people who won't admit how much they like him, and so I think it's Especially cool when these very powerful people and very influential and very respected people came out proudly and 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 bragged about their relationship with Rush. And by the way, that's interesting because, you know, the National Review guys who who have gone, many of them, never Trump. And, 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 and I guess the ones remaining are not so much so, but the ones that left. And yet their godfather, Bill Buckley, adored Rush and had him had him at cocktail parties and talked about him and just marveled at how Ru- how articulate Rush was and how funny he was and how effective he was. That's Bill Buckley, the guy that you would think is a complete stuff shirt and who is the mentor to all these people who now hate Rush. So I love that. I love that Netanyahu did uh, Trump, Pence, DeSantis. It's pretty eclectic. You know, we got the whole spectrum of the Trump, DeSantis, spectrum, and Pence. You know, they all... Loved Rush and respected him and recognized how influential he was. And I have to say, I don't know if I said this before on your show, but I, I knew, obviously, from very early, very young, how talented Rush was and how popular he was. I mean, that's objectively true when you look at the ratings and his success and the stations. But mm. I didn't realize, I've said this so many times, it's probably trite now, but I didn't realize the extent to which his audience loved him and felt like he was a family member. And I think that's one reason Rush understood the Trump movement early on, because he related to it, and he would comment on this, that Trump's bond was so strong with his supporters that the only thing that could break it was Trump himself. It wouldn't be any media attacks or any of the rest. And I think that that has played out, and it's true. But he had that same thing.
0: Are you still learning about your brother? There's some things. I mean, you grew up with him. He probably beat you at a lot of games. You beat him in a lot of games. (laughs) You you learn a lot as a kid with somebody your your whole life. But now that you're you're hearing from people, now that you're seeing a book like Radio's Greatest of All Time, are you still learning about him?
1: Um, Not that much, to be honest. I mean, I, I I learned. I mean, I I we were very close. And so the thing though that I regret is when we were young, he would always torment me. When, when my parents were gone and teased me, and, you know, and I, was, I swear, I'm going to tell. I'm gonna, and he used to make, he used to talk, to me, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell. Like, like, but then the, my parents would get home, and I would forgive him by the time they got home. I was too much of a softie. But had I stuck to my gun and told on him, I might be the famous person now. Have you thought about that? Had I done that, things could all be different.
0: No, no, talent and looks still count for something, David, and it just, it, it, it had to bring more to the table.
1: Last now, I have question: to think about this, though, if I, if it's an interesting question, though, have I learned anything about him? Um, I have to think about that. Well, because, uh, you know,
0: everybody, people who didn't know him are learning more about the generosity and the, you know, most, he did most of his charitable work behind the scenes and some of that has come out since true. then. But you knew about it because you were right there at the time. Yeah.
1: Um, you know what I think is interesting too is is how what, you know how much his staff and people he worked with loved him because that is so uh, rare. I don't want to say rare, but it is it is not the norm. I don't think, and especially is, with talent.
0: It is rare. Now, last question for you, David. It's a little bit uh, personal, but when he knew that it was the end was coming and there was no postponing it, how did he handle it?
1: Um, Well, I I was blown away by the courage he displayed throughout that final year. And one of the biggest regrets I have is that, you know, he still was hopeful. And so he didn't want to be around people because of COVID, because his his immune system was totally shot. So I couldn't see him until the very end. But he handled, you know, he was outspoken about his faith in a way that he hadn't been before. And every day he got up. Uh, and gave 110% so he could be with his extended family, i.e. his audience. And I, and I can say this, and I, I, he would send me pictures. He, by, by the way, he didn't even complain to me. I, I had to pry stuff out of him. But he was suffering, physically suffering, and he would still go to work. But I, And he hated when he had to fly up to Boston for his treatment, uh, but, he, but then he'd take a few days off because he had to. But he sent me pictures, for example, of, of his legs. They were swollen and beet red. And I, and I remember saying, you know, um, how uh, sorry I was when he was going through this. stuff. This was like a month before he died, and he goes, I have to tell you, David, I'm pretty miserable. But you never hear him on the air. And, and he no. wasn't complaining. No. He was just being factual. Like, no, you're, you're, God, that David, me, that we could
0: we could talk for an hour, but the clock is not our friend. I appreciate your time. The book, Radio's Greatest of All Time, Rush Limbaugh. Go get it. Keep it. It's a great reference and resource guide. And David Limbaugh, I joke him, but he is really genuinely one of the best guys I've ever met in this or any other business. So thank you for the time,
1: David. Same to you, same to you. We always joke, but thank you so much. God bless you. Take care.